All right, good afternoon, everybody, and happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Crypto with English. Now, I know in the name, Crypto with English, we do focus primarily on blockchain, cryptocurrency, and Web3, but today we're going to take a little detour. You know, uh, most of uh, what we all do is very much interconnected. So today, um, I'd like to warmly, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd like to warmly welcome a very, very special guest. Her name is Barbara Veracruz. She is the global kindness advocate. If you are on LinkedIn, I am more than certain you have seen her uh, name and content um, circulate about. She has more than 26,000 followers, and she has a very highly accomplished career across corporate, especially uh, BMW, to name to name uh, one of few. So, Barbara, I'd like to warmly uh, welcome you to today's episode. You know, as we're going to be talking about things like kindness, compassion, and how these things play out in our ecosystem as people, in our ecosystem mm -hmm. as coworkers, and as you know, business partners, as entrepreneurs, and it's just as people. So, again, thank you very much. Well, it's a joy and a pleasure to be here with you today, Adam. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you again. And uh, could you describe and provide some context to uh, your role as a yes. global kindness advocate? Well, um, uh, since I was born, <laughs> you could say I was told that I was too kind for this world. Everybody kept saying to me, well, Barbara, you will never achieve anything in life. Uh, you're too kind. You have to toughen up. You have to get tougher if you want to be successful. And I couldn't understand that. Really, as a child, I was thinking, what do they say? What do they mean? I have to be less kind? What a kind of, of planet did I arrive in? Like, you know, like the, the wonder of a little child saying, whoa, what is this? Where am I? <laughs> where did I land? You know, like with my UFO, I landed on a planet where we, sure. we have to be less kind to survive. And that was something that I kept in the back of my head, you could say, my um, while growing up. But then I think like many of us, we get like kind of conditioned, conditioned by our uh, parents, by our environment. So just went to high school, um, went to college, I met my husband, married, started a construction business. But then at the age of 32, I was diagnosed with a stage four skin cancer. So um, as a young mom, we, in the meantime, we had three children and the youngest was eight weeks old. I was told I had six more months to live. And as you can imagine, when you're 32 and you're suddenly faced with death, it yeah. makes you really, it's a shock. And... When I look back at it now, you know, like um, Thursday is a special day. It's exactly 19 years ago that I got my diagnosis. So in two days, um, I being faced with that, you're 32. Until then, you could say my life was based on unconscious choices. My life was uh, like mainly living up to expectations from others. Right. So I thought I was... Um, I was having the key to happiness in my hands with the college, the title, you know, like the business. Um, right. Married. You did all the right so, steps, so to yes, say. I took all the right yes. steps. And it's not that I was unhappy. I was not unhappy. But it was like more a superficial happiness. Yes. It was, it was not really um, based on conscious choices. 
And um, when when I was faced, you know, like um, I told myself, like, if I die right now, I'm 32. If I die right now, will I be happy with my legacy that I left at 32? And the answer was no, no. Because I had not lived the life that Barbara wanted. I had lived the life until then that I thought that other people wanted me to live to be a good person, which is something entirely different. So I promised to myself, if I survive, if I survive, that was, you know, that huge promise to myself, I will take my second life in both hands and build every single day to build a positive legacy, which I have done since then. But th- that was a slow process. Right. So I, I, I was running a construction business. Um, it's not that I was unhappy. I was happily married, young mom, you know, like. But was I doing what you could say my soul really yearned for? I was not. Since childhood, I was the one, and even in adulthood, I was the person that people would call to when they were in trouble, when they weren't feeling good. Even with my construction business, you were everybody's rock, so to say. (laughs) I yes. Yeah, everybody knows they can lean on you and count on you. And and I would always listen, you know, like listen carefully, even intuitively, and see like where I felt there was a block or what could be changed. So I knew that that was my real passion, human behavior, but most of all, empowerment, empowerment and making people see that we have a choice in every moment, that we do not have to go through life as a victim of our circumstances. And being so ill was a first like enormous lesson. When I was in hospital that first week, I I had several surgeries and then a year of chemotherapy. Um, I looked at the ceiling and I was like, okay. Um, I started, you know, like crying a little. My three, um, we had two toddlers and a baby. They were with my parents and parents-in-law. And I was like, oh my God, I miss my babies. I miss my children as a young mom. But almost, you know, like within a minute, I was thinking, okay, Barbara, where the kids are right now. They are surrounded by love and they have no clue what's going on. They were too young. They were three and a half, two and a half and a baby. So for them, it could be a holiday. They're just with grandma and grandpa. They're having fun. So I made, you know, like I got that insight. It doesn't help me right now crying over my babies. Right. That doesn't help me. First of all, they are perfect where they are. They're perfectly surrounded by love and warmth. So next moment, what did I think? Okay, Barbara, what is in your power right now to help yourself? For my help, I had to surrender to the surgeons and the doctors. But there was one thing I had power over. It was my mind, my thoughts. So I told myself to not allow any negative or depressed thought come in or if it when it came in i would not entertain that thought right i would focus on something positive because adam even if those were my last six months 
what would it have served me to, you know, like to go through them crying and depressed? Right. Even if it were my last six months, I wanted to spend them in joy. And that was quite a challenge for the people around me. My parents who were in their early 50s, like I am now, you know, like they were the time. My husband, first three weeks, he saw himself a young widower. I had to say to them, stop, <laughs> no more tears. I'm still here. Right. Um, many right. people came to visit me like saying goodbyes and I was like no no I'm not I'm still here. so um and I think that my having that positive mindset and that it was within my power how I looked how I responded to that situation instead of going into nice. drama instead of going into victimhood I said okay stayed calm, composed, and told myself, if I focus on the positive things, you know, my kids, loving parents, people in me, if I focus right. on my blessings, I myself. Yeah. To, you know, in, in depressed thoughts, you weaken your health too. And I was very right. aware of that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like I survived it and the journey of kind of self-discovery. I went to coaching certification courses, read books on spirituality, and I, um, I was still running my construction business. And I was kind of fearful to let go of that business because it made good money. It was something that I was used to. Right. Plus... I, um, you know, like shift, like making that big change is quite, you are very exposed because many people would say, oh my God, Barbara, you are leaving. You know, like, why would you do that? Are you crazy? Have you become crazy? So in 2016, six years ago, two of my employees in the construction business betrayed me and I ended up almost bankrupt. I ended up with uh, 200,000 euros of debt. And for me, it was the universe telling me, well, Barbara, if you want, <laughs> if you want end that construction business, we will make it happen. Of course, it was very painful. It was very painful. For me personally, it was more painful than the cancer because I felt like a personal failure in having to end that business having to end with with so much uh, debt. I didn't go into bankruptcy. We had a settlement with the Court of, of uh, Commerce and I had to reinvent myself. Yeah. That's when I had all my coach, coaching certifications that I got an opportunity to work with BMW. And I said, yes, <laughs> I said fully right. yes. Even in the beginning, it was not entirely the work that I wanted to do, right. but I needed the money. I had to swallow my pride and I right. had to do stuff that you could say was below my level. But it was also a very important lesson in life. Yeah. You know, like opportunities do not always come in the form that we right. want or expect. Just well take said. it. Yes. Take it. Say yes. And, you know, like when you have qual that innate quality, you have value, it boils up. 
So after a few months, they would say, well, we want you like more business coaching, quality management. Within six months, I was in the management um, in the board of uh, several dealerships of BMW. So that was just, you know, like I couldn't have thought that a year before. That was great. Um, and it, you know, I worked so hard, but I didn't have the time to get depressed. I, I simply didn't right. have, you know, my husband, he is working as a lawyer for the city um, of, of Ghent and he had his income, but with such huge debt, I really had to work really, really, really hard. So I can say right now, after six years, like even last year, everything was, you know, like it's all clean now. Wow. Um, I'm awesome. running a thriving business and you have to know, Six years ago, I was 46. So many people told me when they heard of the trouble, oh my God, Barbara, you're 46, your life is over. You will I was just going to say, anything. probably so many people were just saying <laughs> yes, that. Your, yes, your life is over. Yes. And... Like, oh my God, you're never going to find anything anymore. And I was like, what? Yeah. I'm just halfway. You know, like, I'm halfway. Right. I can still do. Um, and I strongly believe, I strongly believe if you have that right attitude, and you, you are willing to learn, you are willing to adapt, you are willing, to, you know, like you have that willingness. Right. There's plenty of opportunity. Just don't be fixed on how you want the opportunity to enter your life. And Absolutely. I have to say, in the way, in, in that journey, I've grown so much, I've learned so much. I'm grateful for those challenges right now because it gave me a strength, a maturity that I couldn't have had if I never had any challenge. Sometimes, right. you know, I tell people if I would never have had any challenge, maybe I would have become an arrogant bitch without empathy, without compassion, because you don't know what it is to have like financial trouble, sure. health troubles, if you don't know. so. I have lived all of it. I've experienced it and it grew my compassion. And maybe you ask now, why kindness? <laughs> why kindness? Well, in that entire journey, and especially in my um, journey with BMW, I stayed very, very true to myself, even in a male dominated environment, in a corporate environment. Um, I never let that environment like mold me into right. a version of myself that I wouldn't like. And it was, a, it was a learning process. In the beginning, you know, like in the boardroom, you have all those, you know, like boasting alpha sure. males. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and they're fighting and they're, they're, they're boasting. And I had to find a way to have my voice be heard. Um, but if you have like that excellence in your work, you have your expertise. And now I just simply, you know, like I'm like, hold it, hold it and listen to me now. And they, you know, like they, they get quiet and I have gained so much respect for who I am, where six years ago, they would chuckle and call me Miss Sunshine. I'm still Miss Sunshine, but now they're like, look at her. She just stayed true to herself right. and still she, and in this way, I, I could influence the entire like working culture in those dealerships. And now I'm like, um, you know, like where, when I, 
each room that I enter, people are just happy to see me. That's great. And by the way, and I have to say, you know, um, there'd probably be a lot of men out there who would have cracked under those circumstances as well that you had endured, such as, mm -hmm. you know, going through, um, you, you'd say, a stage four skin cancer yeah. and the essentially having your two business partners essentially betray you, mm -hmm. leaving you in like $200,000 of debt. You know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, I feel like with some people, in fact, many people, um, I think people in many ways are either like eggs or like swords. So a little bit of pressure mm -hmm. with an egg, it cracks. Like, you know, yes. you're grocery shopping, you come home, half of them yeah. are wrecked. On the other hand, you know, swords, or so to say, you know, a blacksmith has to keep hammering it. And by the, I guess you could say the more times they hammer it, the more, I guess you could say the steel becomes purer. Yeah. All the, all the impurities are essentially removed yeah. and it becomes yeah. very, very high quality, you know, as yeah. each, I guess you could say hammer strike comes down. And I do think that, you know, circumstances like this, um, often it is a choice uh, on your part as far as how you're going to kind of process I, and, and navigate yes. it. You know, I come like from a, a background with um, a background um, in family with a, addictive behavior with alcoholics. So I could become an alcoholic. <laughs> And, and, you know, like sure. blame everybody and everything. Right, right. But just having seen that in my childhood, right, that was so important for me to see that in my childhood. How, as an, first of all, an, a person who is addicted is a very sensitive person that I have learned very early. They have very, they have a huge difficulty to cope with the right. toughness in the world. So I'm not... It's not like I'm speaking some judgment out here. But I could see how they used circumstances to right. use. You know, like there was a good day, they would drink. There was a bad day, they would drink. Right. Kids were, you know, like kids were nasty, they would drink. Uh, so it was always right. using. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. I could see that mechanism, like from childhood on. So if you can use your circumstances to pull yourself down, you can use them also to, you know, like empower yourself. And I think the, the biggest lesson until now, you could say, is that I know if tomorrow everything is taken away, let's say that my house, my business, the cars, I can start all over again. I yeah. know I have that value within me. It's not, you know, I am not dependent on my job title, on my bank account. It's with the self-worth and the value is here. So it's only gone when I am gone. But as long as I am here, I can give value. And I can, you know, like, <laughs> it, it's such a, a powerful feeling to overcome all of that. It is. And especially if you overcome it with such a good attitude and the grace, so to say, that that you were able to, it's uh, it's transformative, I have to say. And it is interesting that you mentioned before that a lot of your friends mm -hmm. would like often go to you and say, hey, listen, Barbara, your life is over. And <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's funny because I think, uh, you know, I, I've, I've also learned not to listen to those people, even if they're they're your friends, but also mm -hmm. that's more of a reflection on them, not you. Because they're, they're really just thinking about themselves if they were in your shoes, so to say. They, it, it's a reflection of their belief system. Right. You could say the paradigm where they operate in. 
Right, exactly. That's it. And um, it's no, no use to get hurt because, some, because it's right. not personally. They just reflect in their belief system. It has nothing right. to do with you. Right. In the beginning, you know, like a long time ago, I would get even my best friends in the beginning. Um, I would make uh, Facebook lives. I, I have been doing Facebook lives for a long time. I build up quite an audience um, on Facebook too. And, you know, some of my best female friends, they told me, oh my God, Barbara, is that your way to get male attention? And what? I was like, what? <laughs> yes, what? I was trying to bring, you know, wow. like bring my passion into the world. Right. And there was like, I, at that time, I could get hurt. But right. now I'm like, no, that's okay. That's how they, and it mostly was a reflection of their fears. Right. And they were, you know, like me having that courage to expose myself because in the beginning, you know, like you have a oh, yeah. construction business, two months later, you're making videos about changing your life. People were like, oh my God, she's nuts. <laughs> that cancer must have made or not. No, it's but like you're also doing something they'd be totally scared of. So the fact yeah. of the matter is yeah. that I think whichever friend or friends were saying this to you, I highly doubt any of them either reflected or took the chance you did to go out and do this. They did not. They right. did not, and and unfortunately, they're not in my life anymore. I, I, you know, sometimes I feel seems sorry, like it's for the better. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. step up in life, right, or your friends step up with you, or they stay behind, and that's sometimes a lonely journey, that growing, and that yeah. changing. It can be lonely, because many people are so fixed in their situation they're in yes and you are like so out of touch with everything they know you know i, I i'll be in in a month i'll be 52 and people are like you know a woman of 52 who has this so who you know like who knows so much about social media but who is she why does she do that well i'm, I'm just passionate about bringing like a mind shift, you could say, in humanity. And I know it sounds like very ambitious, but that mind shift that without more kindness and compassion, we are doomed. We are exhausting Absolutely. ourselves. We are exhausting our planet. You know, we are, we, and we are all tired and exhausted. Why? Yeah. Because we're in balance. There is no balance. We have applauded a kind of leadership which is not in balance. You know, like very the well male energy, which which is good. You know, like male, and I think we both have the poles. The male energy is the action energy, which is good. The female energy is the softer, more receiving. But there has to be a balance in, right. in both. A man has to have the male and female energy, as a woman has to have. And okay, maybe male energy is more present in you than female, but you even have man who have more female energy than male. So, you know, like the whole gender um, for me is like, let's go beyond that. You know, like, sure. let's go, let's not look at our differences. It's right. just, you know, like you have people who have more one side and others, and it's okay. Just let's accept each other and look how to be more connected instead of focusing on what yeah. can disconnect us. 
Wow. And you know what? And, you know, to add to that as well, I think maybe one of the issues is, is that a lot of the goals and objectives, now whether this is in politics, whether this is in finance, it tends to be very linear and, and yes. a lot yes. lot more times, yes. more often than not, short-sighted. So it always ends up being something that's directly in front of you that everybody can see, so to say. So it seems like uh, that's why, whether this is in the United States, whether this is mm -hmm. in Europe, a lot of things seem to fall flat on its face. Or, you yes. know, they, they kind of, um, you know, I think a lot of the objectives just don't end up uh, really manifesting the way that people and, uh, you no. know, others would, no. you know, no. would, would expect. I can there's, no, say, there's no sense of abstract uh, or long-term no, type of uh, thinking yes. to it. Many people would say, like, you know, even in the beginning when I made the videos and I was present on social media, yeah. do you make money with that? You know, like, we're so brainwashed that everything right. that we do has to bring in money. Yeah. And in the long term, I'm building something very beautiful. My coaching right. business is really thriving. I have my business um, pillar. I have my right. personal uh, coaching side pillar. I have my online courses. I have physical products. You know, I have the vision. I have the long-term vision. Right. Absolutely. But the long-term vision is not in like every video has to make money. Right. First of all, if you money is a magnifier, we know that. Right. If you're still immature inside you, if you still um, are, you could say, like you said, impure inside, that money will not end your suffering. Right. It's not the money that ends the suffering. Of course, money can, you know, like you can do things with money, but it's no guarantee to end suffering. If right. you have like addictive behavior, your money right. will always only make that you have more addictive. Might behavior. amplify it. Yeah. Yes, magnify. Yeah. So the what what people have so difficulty to understand is outer growth is always preceded by inner growth. And it's painful and it needs sure. courage. You know, like you have to fight your inner demons first. You have if you have old wounds, those have to heal first. Right. And it's through challenges and it's through facing, be brutally honest with, with yourself. If you're an, an imposter or procrastinating very easily, you really have to tackle that. For me, I was too sensitive long time in taking things too personally or I would too easily um, people please. And I had to change that like completely. It was hard for me. It was hard for me to no longer people please. Sure. But now I know that people pleasing is a lack of self-respect. If you always put somebody else before you, select, and you could say, well, how do you integrate that with compassion and kindness? I can only be honestly and fully compassionate if I have that compassion for myself first. Wow, very well said. Beautifully said. And then say. it's honest. Then it's not out of niceness or out of people pleasing or out of some kind of duty feeling. It's right. honest because my vessel or my heart is full. So I love to share. Right. But if I share to get some love back from you, if I do something in, you know, like just to get paid from you, Right. If I want a business out of despair, 
people have a sixth sense for that. You will not close your deal. You close your deal when you're, you know, like you have that self-confidence, that self-worth, and you're serving. Right. And you're just helping people. And of course, if you feel like they're like some kind of, uh, how do you say that? A leech, you know, like right. more blood. Like a leech, yeah. Like yeah. A, yeah, the, you, the you big insect, yeah. You have helped someone. Well, and they, they keep like asking. You right. set your boundaries. Absolutely. And I have learned that. But there's a difference between boundary setting and just disparity. Just, and you move on. Okay. Right. That didn't work out. And knowing that an entrepreneur there's as many failures as there are successes. And sure. that's just part of it. And it's enjoying that learning process, like saying to yourself, okay, we know that this doesn't work. Right. No big deal. No, no big deal. Any entrepreneur who is like hugely successful right now had all of that. And maybe they were not very public about those failures, but they had them. Right. Well said. And, you know, I like uh, one of the things you mentioned before about uh, people, I guess you could say, having some sort of limited experience. So let's say they do all the right steps. They kind of cloister or pigeonhole themselves in their career. So, um, you know, some of those, I guess you could say, very limited or linear type of experiences make can make people very arrogant. Let's say, you know, you do the right yeah. thing and everything yeah. happened as it would. I think it really distorts people's sense of uh, success and failure. So. I think when they see what you've done, that is a truly scary thing because I I think, A, it it goes outside their perception of what success and failure is. Like, oh, you know, know, I did everything right, so things should go right for me. She went through all this and she's doing better. Like, I'm trying to think what's probably going through their head right now. So it could probably kind of – it probably really takes a a hammer to their their value system, so to say. Yes, but – Maybe a good question to ask is if I would, you know, like drop dead right now, who would miss me? Right. If you're an arrogant, you know, like person, right. nobody would miss you. They would maybe right. even be like released. Let's celebrate it secretly. Yes. So who would miss me? What legacy am I building? Yeah. Who am I in the grocery store? You know, with that person who has trouble, who is lonely, and you just give a smile. Maybe it's the only smile that person will see that day. And in your karma bank account, that counts hugely, that smile. But we live in a society which do not appreciate those acts enough. Right. If you could see it like in pure energy, the moment you give that smile, you're like radiating, you know, like it's yes. light. You're giving light. If you're the one who goes to the grocery store and that lady at, at the cashier, she made a mistake and, you know, like she returned too much money and you go like, haha, I made five extra bucks. Your light dims. You're like a black yeah. hole. Yeah. Even in our society, some people would applaud that. Oh, you're smart. You didn't give it back. Right, yeah. You just pocketed that, right? Yes. So it's it's just that in our value system, we have made like, we, we created some kind of system which applaud arrogance, which applaud greed, 
which applaud the short term, which applaud war, which applaud yeah. like, look at me. I, that's not power. That's right. not powerful. That's fear. Yeah. That's pure fear. It's all fear based. Yeah, I agree. It's like almost like a resource guarding or like a fear of like some kind of scarcity. So you yes, kind of uh, you have to do these kind of very short term, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, actions or short term, uh, I, I guess you could say solutions, which I think a lot of times cause a tremendous amount of harm. You know, whether it's, let's say, pocketing the extra change or some of the things that we're seeing overseas right now with war and conflict. Yes, absolutely. As long as you think that you have to chase something outside yourself yeah. to be someone to chase that amount of money to be worthy or to be successful then you miss the point entirely you are worthy you are successful and all that you built in a business or an you know as an entrepreneur is an expression of who you are rather than you chasing something to be someone. It's right. the other way around. Right. If I'm I'm driving a very beautiful BMW, but it's not that that car gives me worthiness. It's just an expression of my sense for aesthetics. Maybe right. for you, it's something else. And if that car is taken away from me tomorrow, maybe for half an hour, I would be sad. And then I would say, come on, Barbara, you know, like you're in this situation right now. How can you deal with this in the best way? Right. I won't cry over it. Sad maybe for half an hour, but it will not ruin my life. I will never allow that, that something material would ruin my life or my day. Wow. <laughs> very, uh, very well said. And, uh, you know, with your journey, you know, going into coaching, creating this brand and essentially doing things that are really in alignment with yourself. I do think most people go through life with ever actually getting to know who they are. And in fact, mm -hmm. I think most of the time, many people consist of other people's thoughts. So you're talking about yes. expectations yes. and kind yes. of, you know, spending people, Absolutely. you know, spending the first half. I've been there too. Trust me. And, no, uh, yeah, and I, and, I, and I stopped and I stopped that and it ended up being like a second life as, as you know, yes. as yes. you've said as well, I think the difference is, is that your friends or former friends now, they're still just other yes. people's thoughts exactly. as, as time goes on. Right. So they're still at the exact same place where they that's were. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Exact same place. But that's and okay. secretly you resenting you because you're happier. That's yes. what I'm saying. Like they but may have I done do better. Career. Yes. I not you know like i have no judgment about that right. whatsoever it doesn't come into my thoughts it's just that living in alignment and you know adam it's not um people who know me in day-to-day -day life would say oh my god barbara you're exactly the same person in front of the camera uh -huh. as when there's no more camera and those right. are the important moments when i go into the living room you know like in 30 minutes with right. my kids, it's Easter holiday, so everybody's home. Right. So we, three young adults, they are 23, 21, and 19 in the wow. meantime. My husband is there. It's who am I as a human being? Yeah. Who am I as a mom? Who am I? You know, like I told in the grocery store, who am I in my car when I'm driving? Who am I in all those moments? It's very easy 
to pull out the story here in front of the camera. Very easy. Many people do that. But living it day by day is hard. It really is. Because yeah. it's training yourself in, like you said, you have to reframe. You have to reframe things yeah. and train yourself. When you see like, whoa, I felt triggered. You know, like triggers are the most important like teachers. Yeah. When you get triggered, it's not about that person. Yeah. It's about you. Look within yeah. yourself. What is it within me that needs my loving attention? What is it right. within me? Which wound has been triggered? What is right. reacting right now? It's not right. about the other person. Because there comes a day when it no longer triggers you, that same sentence. So let's say I see a friend of mine that I haven't seen in 10 years, and she sees me. And she says to me, oh my God, Barbara, you have aged a lot. Oh my God. When I would not feel confident in my skin, when I would be very insecure, and when, when you know, like how I look would be hugely important, Right. That would be horror. Right. I would be like, oh, my God. First of all, I would be like, why is she saying this? And she's mean. And yeah. and it would ruin my day. And the entire day, I, oh, my God, look at those wrinkles. But since I do not care about what other people say, when you're confident, it simply doesn't trigger you. You just move on. You talk to her. You change the subject. Right. And it has no impact or power over you. Might just be wishful thinking on her part. Maybe that might just be how she feels. So yes, you know, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That's it. But it's always the moment when it there is something that triggers you. Sure. Yeah. Then you can say, "Whoa, that's interesting." That's yeah. what I say to myself right now. Well, Barbara, that's interesting. That was yeah. a huge trigger. What's going on? Yeah, and you know, like I was, uh, you know, like I was also thinking uh, before. You know, some of your friends who are looking at, you know, your your journey on social media and creating this brand and creating this content, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think there is kind of this uh, reality that they may live in where maybe they're still doing what they're doing. And maybe even yes. if their career has gone okay and they haven't mm -hmm. had to deal with any personal crises, I do feel like it's a type of situation where they're feeling they're still doing work all the time and they did everything right. And you're essentially achieving a level of success where they think, oh, she's just having fun all day. So, you know, it's, it, it, it seems like for a lot of those people, there is there is some sort of resentment because they didn't take that journey. They didn't really have to, let's say, go and really say, okay, I what think, is this that really drives me? Yes, I think it has to do with that intensity. Yeah. Since I survived cancer, I'm so oh, yeah. grateful to wake oh, yeah. up every morning that I have like an intensity in my life, that passion, that drive, that like mo so many people are like, you know, like shoulders You have this energy blah, blah, for life. Yeah. yeah. Where yes. it's never just like blah, blah, blah for you anymore. Yes. You know, yes. like every every meal is beautiful. Every sunshine yes. is beautiful. Every yes. experience yes. is going to be more beautiful for you than let's say all yes. oh, your friends, they did everything right. And they're yes. like, they're, they're, they're more kind of. Blasey. They're more right. They, 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 Absolutely. You know, gratitude, gratitude. I know it's a cliche. But just gratitude to wake no, it's, up. It's, it, it, you cannot be negative and grateful at the same time. You cannot try it. It will right, not. Right, yeah. You know, like, it, Good point. It just does, 
just waking up, you're like on your soft mattress, you have your cushion, you have like your duvet on your, you know, like sure. how blessed you are. You know, like billions of people do not wake up like that. Yeah, that's very true. They wake up, you know, like on the ground, on a hard thing, sure. um, the midst of filth, they have no running water. They don't even have a bathroom. So we have become so spoiled and in that spoiled we have i think it weakens people a lot if you yeah. have had all the luxury your entire life but having been taken away at some points in my life so much yeah i appreciate it more not only that but i'm like more detached from it right I know life sometimes, you know, like there's good times, there's bad times, there are good times, there are bad times. And that's, that's okay. It's not about those circumstances. It's about me. How do I navigate through all of that? Right. We have no control over the sunshine or the rain. We have no control. But do I, you know, like I have the choice how I respond. Right. Am I angry because it's raining? Well, sometimes I can frown and it's not that I, I'm so enjoying the rain, but it's not going to have that power to take me down, to pull me down, to make me angry or to, you know, like just go through life like blah, it's raining and it's gray and it's cold and I don't like my life. And even if you have everything, right. it's just too sad. It is. It is incredible how certain moments can be very transformative, transformative if you if you allow it. And I think like uh, some of the points you mentioned, I really felt like over time that ego ended up kind of being about other people. So you kind of end up being a marionette, a little bit of yes. puppet. So if you're going to do yes. things to, let's say, prove people wrong all the time or do things to, you know, show off, it does leave you really at the mercy of other people's feelings and how they think about mm, you. And absolutely. I don't even think people think about you all that much. That's what, you know, these are, you know, things yeah, that kind of went through, you know, you know, went, you know, went through my absolutely. head over time. Absolutely. You know, and you do things that actually make you happy. It's really just, uh, I really do think it's its just about you. And it's just, it's its honest, you know, so to say. Honest. Ego, it, it seems Absolutely. to be something that kind of, it's kind of like giving the video game control of other people. That's what it kind of seems yes. like, yes. so to say. Absolutely. So, so, you know, you doing Absolutely. this. If that drive or your motivator comes from outside you, right. then you're lost. The motivation, right. the, you have to have that inner motivator. And I think when, as you said, it's really in alignment with your values. Yeah. It's just like, it is who you are. It's strange, but I cannot be different. It's, it's just impossible for me. Right. But most people will live their lives being different from who yes. they actually are. And yes. that would probably yes. include, you know, some of your former uh, friends and cohorts there. Yes absolutely and it's even not always so easy for my husband he he didn't go through the cancer and he deals in a different way with things but that's okay we accept each other right. for being he's more like you could say like the mainstream but i'm okay with that yeah. i i i he, he didn't have that diagnosis of, you know, like being told sure. we, will, we will die in six months. Um, and everybody reacts in a different way. And sometimes even my kids would say, oh, my God, for what? 
for once, can you be just be a normal mom? <sighs> and I'm like, uh, how is that? I'm I'm just not into small talk. I'm right. not into the the typical, you know, mom things. Um, I'm I'm. It's just not who I am. I don't fuss over small things. And yeah. if my daughter would come like, oh, my friend told this, and I would immediately go into like, that's okay, Heloise. You know, like that's her thing. And, sure. and she's like, mom, you have <laughs> to choose my side. <laughs> you know, like sure. you have to choose sides. And I'm like, <laughs> I can see the perspective of both. And she's right. like, this is not what I want to hear right now. Right. And that's okay. You know, they are yeah. fantastic kids, beautiful personalities. And um, in a way, I'm very conscious of being a role model. But it's their life. And I will not change, you know, like to be some kind of real mom, you know, like what sure. real moms are supposed yeah. to do. Well, I'm me. And I'm full of love. But I'm, you know, like not in the way what society sees as a regular mom. Wow. That's, uh, you know, that's beautiful. And I have to say, I think the benefit of what you had to go through, which is genuinely, which is genuine, truthful life and death experience. Yes. There's many pathways that are going to be available to you in your mind towards figuring mm -hmm. out problems and achieving success, which I think a lot of people are not going to have. So imagine it's, it's like comparing, let's say a boxer who's, who's only ever trained in the gym and that's it. And maybe that person might be a very good boxer, but has only yeah. ever trained in the gym mm -hmm. versus the boxer who continuously spars and competes, you know, in the ring with different, with different fighters and different personalities. You learn so much more about yourself being that yes. boxer that is sparring with a different boxer who comes from a different background and a different personality versus somebody who's just only training in the gym. That is what I would compare your experience to because having the benefit of many ways going through that and surviving it, you have more experience and almost, I would say, a practical intelligence to draw from versus you know somebody who's, let's say, only done one type of job and you know for the most part everything has gone you know smoothly for them that's great i think human nature wants that instead but <laughs> yes. you know because it's easy the you know soul, it's you know it's it's yes it's um mostly what i have learned maybe is those parts of me which have sabotaged me or uh, that i had let them i had to let them go i had no sure. choice yeah. no yeah you have that that sur survival and like you said before with the hammer I often compare it with the, the diamond, you know, like being right, under pressure, yeah. and, or every challenge being like sandpaper and, and really, you know, like polishing you. It's polishing right. you, the sandpaper. Um, and I think in just having, I don't know why you could say in our education system, we so overprotect children from failure or hardship. Right. It's Very not true. natural. It's not natural. It How do animals do it in nature? You know, like at a certain point, the the mama bird, she just, you know, like pushes the bird right. out of the nest and it has to fly. Right. It it's has true. To yeah. Learn to fly. And we're like, oh, oh, so overprotective. If, you know, like even 
with bullying. And of course, we have to teach children respect, but we also have to learn our children to speak up with kindness. Sure. And and see true bullying behavior. Bullying behavior is based on fear, is based on a sense of unworthiness. Sure. If we can train our children to even be be, you know, like powerful enough to have compassion sure. for the bullier and isolate that that behavior instead of you know like blaming the bullier and he's wrong and he's wrong and oh poor little kid you know he sure. has not to bully you no yeah. you empower your kid you 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 treat the bullier in a humane way yeah. looking you know like not the blaming it has never right. helped and anyone to point to point it doesn't blaming doesn't help it will not heal that person who felt the need to bully to fill some empty hole in himself and sure. it's not like i'm approving of that behavior no we have to be firm and powerful but we have to teach our children that resilience and that strength and once you are like beyond you know like you're really resilient you go to compassion for the rude one sure that's when you're really powerful right yeah and you know you've raised uh many interesting points you know in, in that in that statement and it does seem like a lot of times school does not really train children to be resilient against especially no. failure because most no. of life no. is going to be how you deal with a lot of failure so and, and maybe it's, yes and what is failure it's a label on an experience right right you label exactly it is. as a failure but maybe in a long term it's something that you know like that was a catalyst for something right. else that's not a failure at all that's just a label so you have an expectation of something which is already, you know, like a complete illusion, your ex expectation. Yeah. You do not reach that expectation and you think I'm a failure. Yeah, But absolutely. that's just, that's all illusory. You know, like that's all illusory. That, right. that's not real. You just go through life and it's always about who am I becoming in the process? Am I becoming stronger? Am I becoming more resilient? Am I becoming more compassionate for myself? And for others, am I growing as a human being? And growing as a human being is becoming a leader. And people want to be with leaders, with, you know, like authentic leaders. They want sure. to work with them. They want to do business with them. They just want to be around them. They want to be married with them. So if you develop internally all those qualities, that's the key to success. Well said. That's beautifully said, I have to say. And, uh, you know, with, uh, with especially when it comes to, you know, children, this is probably in many ways the best time and the, and the most difficult time, you know, to really kind of instill, you know, some of those lessons. So yeah. if this is in school and if you have this kind of this dichotomy or this ecosystem where essentially you, I don't know, I don't know if it's like this hot potato type of blame game. Nothing, nothing eventually, you know, resolves no. itself, whether it's for the bully or whether it's for the, you know, mm -hmm. the uh, recipient of that as, as well. And I think, you know, one of the questions that, you know, people really have to, um, you know, really be concerned about, 
especially when it comes to whether it's bullying here, but um, how, what is, what is the true answer of, of, of all this too? And in fact, I think failure needs to be reinterpreted as input, not per se failure. Yeah. I feel yeah. like most people are like this. Yeah. Yeah. Most people in life would rather have like a perfect win record, but they only, let's say, stepped up to the plate or got into ring four times in their life mm. versus let's say, you know, stepping up to the plate 20 times and maybe losing 10 of those. I have, there's way more to be gained from having, you know, a win record of, let's say, you know, uh, you know, 10 losses and 10 wins versus let's say having a perfect win record of just four, Absolutely. you know, so to say. But I think schools train kids to kind of, I guess you could say play it safe as possible. Yes. You know, resent, you know, and not be failure not as be much as possible. Yes. yes. You know? And I think it's, um, it, it sounds cliche. But it's never about the winning. It's always about the getting up when you're lost. You know, right. like the getting up when you fell. There's so much power in that, in that getting up, raising yourself oh, yeah. and saying, come on, let's try another. I had board meetings in the beginning with BMW where some of the, the, the people present, they were dedicated to, to make me feel like, weak and to you know like i was sure. a kind nice person and they were like i'm gonna show you know like right i went to the bathroom i cried and then i said okay barbara this will make you stronger this will make you stronger and i went back up to the boardroom you know like uh yeah. tears wiped, and like i can do this i can do this this will not break me this will not know and now the same people they have deep respect for me. So things change. If you transform, yeah. the people around you adapt. It's very true. So I it made for me possible since I, you know, like before as a business owner in my construction business, I was the boss. So um, you are not trained to, to have some punches, maybe from a few clients, but not from your uh, staff. Right. Working with BMW, even if I was an external consultant, it was very different. I was right. really attacked. Is it attacked? They just wanted to show who they were. I sure. experienced it as an attack, but it made me so much more powerful. It taught me so many lessons that now if somebody would start, you know, like saying, oh, Barbara, that's bullshit. Uh, I have learned to deal with very direct communication, <laughs> you know, like being yeah. surrounded, but almost all males, I know how it is to, to communicate for a woman. Sometimes it's, you know, it's different. We, we, we don't do that, but I have learned to do that. And I understand. And I, but I have also learned very much to speak up with kindness and to say, no, look at the numbers. This is the result. Even if they would go louder, and think that louder, you can like hide your right. life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Not with me. Then I yeah. would come up very kindly and saying, but look at that number. How do you explain that? And then they become all sweaty. <laughs> and they right. can no longer like, you know, like the loudness does not cover right. up for sometimes loudness covers up incompetence. Well, I have learned to, to you know, to deal with it in a in, in in still i try to do it in a very respectful way 
but yeah. I do not allow anyone to treat me disrespectfully. Absolutely. Never. And, you know, you could almost compare that to, let's say, the schoolyard, uh, you know, bully example. So whether it's in the boardroom mm -hmm. with, let's say, yes. one of the other board members shouting and, you know, kind of putting out all the bluster or maybe the intimidation, yeah. that could really just be a reflection of some sort of inadequacy. They don't really mm -hmm. know what they're doing. So maybe no. they have to kind of put yeah. on the show all the time so nobody would question yeah. them, so to say. Uh -huh. So that puts you in a Absolutely. position to be calmer and to be more mm -hmm. rational and to kind yeah. of see these uh, vulnerabilities or mistakes. Yes. Yes. And most of all, for me, most important thing is that in behaving the way I'm very conscious about that, that is modeling a new way of leadership, right. modeling that you be, can be mature, calm, composed. And we see it so rarely. If you look at television and you see like oh, a yeah. conversations of, or discussions, it's two people like fighting. Yeah. instead of having a mature conversation it's not let's say just give an example you adam you're a republican i'm a democrat that that fact would divide us no we can have different perspectives but sure. we can be best best friends and have different perspectives on economy on healthcare. that's okay but it's as if our society doesn't have that maturity right. like we can be best friends and have different perspective of things because we're all humans and that different perspective is just a little aspect of who we are at the core we're a human being with a loving heart yes. we love to love and we love to be loved and that's the essence right so i would i can imagine especially from your backgrounds um You've had the opportunity to gain and acquire this wisdom and really have the ability to really reflect and kind of flip a lot of these, you know, think mm -hmm. things on their head. So, you know, you mentioned, let's say, the uh, political debate, whether it's a, let's yeah. say, I, let's say, hypothetically, I, yeah. if I'm the Republican and you're, you're a Democrat, so to say, um, a lot of these things I do think are fear based. So, you know, yeah. I have to win. Absolutely. So I, I need to yeah. have this leg up. I need to have this edge over the situation. So, yeah. Imagine where you can go when, uh, you know, you've, you've known how to, let's say, deal and compartmentalize or transform that fear into, Absolutely. you know, something else. To, fight, like, like, like to you... fight, you have to be two. <laughs> right. Yeah. If in Absolutely. a discussion, one would say, like, I understand. I understand why you would say that. I understand why, you know, like cutting taxes is important for you. For me, getting more taxes is what I believe in. And that's the reason. But I can understand your point of view. That would be immature. And oh, then yeah. people who Absolutely. watch could make the choice. Like, okay, for me, that side of things is more important. Or for me, I prefer to have it this way. But at least we would not get upset in watching it. So I do not right. watch all of this. I do. I'm very conscious about what I fill my mind with. I Same here. Yeah. Probably, probably no. I I read like between fifty and sixty books a year. I'm the like, same way. Like, <laughs> I I way prefer books by far. Yes. <laughs> it it's just like more. It's first of all, you go to the essence of knowledge. The essence yes. of it. It's not the blah blah blah. You know, like right. It's not like it's your not the chatter. The chatter. Yes. Yes. You, you really go to the essence. You go to people who who really reflected about things, who have a deeper perspective, um, instead of having just you know like noise. It's I, a very I, good I point. Refuse. Yeah, 
Yeah, if you write a book, you have to really kind of, you know, you really have to analyze it in your head many times before it actually comes out on the pen. You look at the news, whether it's in the U.S. or or elsewhere, I just feel like people are, it is chatter. I don't feel like I'm taking a lot of value. It's like uh, junk food. You know, it's it's like yeah, let's say absolutely. eating a bag of bag of potato chips when you watch the news. It's like okay, even, even I'm putting something in my mouth, but yeah, it's not filling even, me up. No, and even if you close your eyes and you feel like you know, like right, you're like getting woo. I'm I'm like immediately I'm I like you know like TV is off. <laughs> I, right. I I prefer we you know we are like. We are all cells like vibrating together. Absolutely. That's what a human. Yeah? So if you take all these low vibes, these negative vibes, yeah. that's that, that that has an enormous effect on you. It does. So Absolutely. if you watch drama the entire night, if you are with a partner and you're still in that, you could say, immature phase of fighting every night, sure. of, you know, like shouting, shouting at the kids watching the drama on TV, uh, yelling at the, on the phone. That's, you know, like you spend your life in, in some kind of state. Sure. That is, if you would watch it from the outside, you would say, oh, my God, what am I doing? To, it's just self-abuse. Right. It's not taking care of myself. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's, it's probably like slowly uh, drinking poison, especially if you, yes. if you have... Let's say, uh, you know, the typical, you know, news stations on in the background. And plus, let's say the other yes. interactions in your life yes. are yes. also as chaotic as well. Yes. You know, all these things kind of feed one another. So I think if you're also, if you're more upset and you're more anxious, you're probably going to want to watch, you know, the yes. very, very typical news stations that are just going to make you panic yes. all the time. And then in yes. turn, yes. you know, that person will just go back to fighting, you know, either the rest yes. of their family or their, yes. their uh, you know, friends and mm-hmm. coworkers. And uh I don't yes, know and just fill their lives with gossip and right. you know like it, it's just to meet them to make them feel better there's just a very different way of living right which is a lot more conscious and a lot more friendly for yourself wow yeah i i completely i, I completely agree and uh i think given how short of a time that we all have uh i think yeah. we all have to keep in mind you know, uh, we don't have as much time as we think, yeah. and, and that's and that's how I like. And I, I mean this in a positive way, by the no, way. No, you don't have as much time as we as we think. So you know, whether it's you know, especially for myself, I do make it a point not to waste time on things. So, like you said, the news, I completely avoid watching watching mm-hmm. any of that. And especially like mm-hmm. you said, if I was to close my eyes and really just try to listen, more often than not, I would say almost. Almost always, there's nothing of value I could take. So I can no. listen to 10 yeah. minutes of this. Mm-hmm. I may have two seconds of, okay, um, mm-hmm. maybe I can do something with this. And yeah. maybe maybe in that way, that's also a reflection of a lot of relationships nowadays yeah. too. You know, whether you see the way reporters or politicians go about it in the news, you kind of also see that a lot with people nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's just chatter mm-hmm. and nobody's really yeah. listening. It's just noise. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can see I was just thinking about my son who is 19. And between his, you could say when he between 14 and 18, he did a lot of gaming, but really, you know, like, the, and he would get, you know, like in the living room, all, you know, like we just felt yeah. he was so, and so excited. I never, 
excited, but yeah. you know, like um, more, there was some kind of aggression in it. Oh, and yeah. we never, we never told him that he could not do it. I'm not that kind of mom. I think right. in the experience they learn, of course, it's not like I'm, if, if he would go on drugs or I, I don't know what, if I would pull him back. But with the gaming, I had like, he had to explore it himself. Right. Now he's 19, like in the six, last six months, he has not been gaming. Yeah. But he's a lot more quiet. But if I would have told him at 14 or 15, you can never game because right. it's not good for you, it would have the reverse effect. Now he experienced it and he's like, been there, done that, the game, right. mm, I'm over it, mom. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, like, okay. Yeah. And and it's, it, it, it's just, you witness it and it's not always so easy to it sometimes as a mom you, you just say like jean-baptiste i can see how you're upset about um how how you're different and more like um you're, you're just different and he was oh no that's not true and i can see it now i'm, I'm like just i'm like relieved like oh, he's over that yeah. right right <laughs> and it's not i'm not against gaming and say i just could see the difference in his behavior that he's right. like a lot calmer now than when he would come from his room and he yeah. just had been gaming and you know like it's it's what we fill ourselves with we become it eventually it's it's and it's very true and, and i think it's a lot more significant than a lot of people um understand like for instance you yes. know you talk about you know you talk about news and I'll, I'll tell you this in the united states i think most people either watch cnn fox news or msnbc mm -hmm some variation mm -hmm. of those and people that i know who who literally watch the news all the time mm -hmm. you don't want to be around them seriously because no, that's all no. they want to talk about and they're always yes. they're always upset and, and it's regardless upset. of whether yes. whether <laughs> like, what, okay. whatever politics are it's everything I, is an emergency all the time so it's I like I'm, I'm like relax like when when like, i come like, at bmw sometimes i meet those people who are always upset and yeah. then i would say okay is your opinion about the situation going to change anything in world politics? Right. I don't think so. I don't think so. If you want to change something, you know, like do it, become a politician. Take the journey yourself. Yes, if you want to take your journey yourself. Like if you're upset because that CEO um, has, just take your journey instead of being upset, just become an activist for something then. Yeah, do do something to practically do, yes, yes. get your hands dirty, so to say. Yes, you know? get your hands dirty. But your opinion will not change politics. No. It will not. And it's waste of time. You know, and, and also, uh, I think people really need to appreciate this as well. But if you're, you know, like, you know, back to the example, if you're one of these people who's watching, like, these type of news stations all the time, you're also allowing other people to tell you how to think so yes. to say. So if this is oh, something yes. that's giving you anxiety, if this is something that's creating reactions within you, you're also allowing kind of, you could say, talking heads, so to say, really you're getting brainwashed. brainwashed. Right. You're really, you're telling, you're really allowing them to frame your world, I think you, know, you know, so to say. I've always read books from very different cultures, different yeah. eras, Eastern, yeah, Western. Here you know, like Roman culture, medieval, like recent, because it gives you that perspective. And oh, yeah. most of all, 
but I have had like this what, since childhood. I'm very inquisitive, you know, like I want yeah. to know. And I love to question, like, is that really so? Is that because that right. person tells it? Is that so? Yeah. And then looking like at every part of it and always questioning. And I have come to understand that, especially in history, politics, you know, like there's never once, there's like a kaleidoscope. You can look at things from oh, so yeah. many perspectives that there's nobody's right. Right. Nobody's yeah. right. There are some, you know, like essences in who we are that I, I strongly believe we are love, you know, like for me, we're love and vibration. Yeah. Love and vibration. Not so easy for many people to grasp what it really means being love. You're an expression. Yeah. But our thinking mind always disturbs, you know, like yeah. you have been given a thinking mind and instead of just flourishing in it, we're like thinking, mm, is that really so? And you know, like we made it a lot more complicated right. than it really is. Yeah. And it's, it, it's having that balance between the mind and the heart, but mostly, you know, like many people are stuck here right. and make it very complicated <coughs> while many times it's not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe just to add, you know, you know, something to that as well. Uh, you know, one of the things, one of the best things to do is to reserve judgment. And I think that's a lot harder than a lot of people can do. And by the way, this is even something I have to practice. So whether it's something on the news, whether it's, you know, dealing with family, whether it's dealing with coworkers, mm -hmm. just, just contemplate the aspect, what you're feeling. You might be wrong about this right now. Yes. You might very well be wrong about this right now. So, and, yes, but you know what? I love and, that. I love so that. I'll say this. So just for the sake of curiosity, just do the opposite thing to getting upset and just see what happens. And listen, you know, even for myself, like I've been proven wrong. Like sometimes things will irritate me or make me upset. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. let's just see this through. Let's just see what's really going on. Reserve judgment. Just keep your eyes open. And it's amazing, I think, ultimately, how much easier you can kind of make things, oh, yes. you know, from that as well. Because I think the human instinct is like, I need an answer, and I need an answer yeah. now. I'm like, well, well, I think many of it is taught. Sure. You know, like from toddler on, we teach right. children to label, to judge. What color right. do you prefer? Do you like right. Barbie? Do you like? Do you need an answer at the moment, right yes. now? Yes. Like, what's your favorite you color? Learn, you learn kids to label and to judge. Yeah. And that's the, the entire, you know, like the entire educational system is like that, right. label judge. And it doesn't have to be that way. If we right. would maybe look at Tibetan culture, how kids are raised there, you know, like playing in nature, they're oh, yeah. kind, they're just natural, but they don't have to get those high grades, you know, like just giving an example. I don't even know if it's, you know, like just giving an example. But we are like, you know, like there are in a very artificial setting from very young right. on. They have to sit there. They have to, you know, and it's all about labeling and, and, and judging. And I like this. And what do you like? And what do you don't like? What don't you right. like? It's not, you know, like, and oh, that's a strange person. Oh, look out for this. Oh, watch out. This man has a beard. Oh, they can, you know, like it's, it's right. filling our minds with fear and judgment instead right. of just approaching things from a very different way. 
Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree with you. On an ending note, um, I wanted to yeah. ask you for like aspiring entrepreneurs out there who are, you know, going about their journey now, mm -hmm. and especially with the experience and journey you've taken, what advice would you give people? Because I would imagine, you know, with the, I guess you could say, with the circumstances that you had mm -hmm. and the way you were able to, to uh, transform from that, A, it's, it's beyond impressive and inspirational, but, you know, somebody who might be in that spot may be listening to that. And you might, let's say your voice in that moment might be the voice that will, that will kind of give them that little push to kind of keep going, you know, so to say. First of all, what I have learned in every journey, especially in the entrepreneurial journey, is patience. Patience. Yes. And nothing is permanent. So if you're in a deep hole right now, if it's all black, it's not permanent. But if you're on top of the mountain and celebrating a huge success, no, that's not permanent either. Right. Nor the failure, nor the success is permanent. So enjoy every bit of it. Yeah. I agree. Well said. <laughs> and there's something to be gained by, by every part of it, too, I have to say. Yes. Yes. Barbara, Barbara, I have to say, it was an absolute pleasure having you on today, <laughs> sharing your story and, you know, uh, bestowing a lot of this wisdom because... A lot of times, uh, I think maybe we get ourselves into this bubble, like we know everything that we need to know at this very moment. And in fact, that's uh, that's more often than not not the not the case. And mm -hmm. I think especially given your trajectory, having mm -hmm. an impressive business, then going through the cancer, then going through essentially the betrayal from your former mm -hmm. business partners, and then transforming and you know essentially having this incredible trajectory afterwards, to most people, that's going to sound impossible. But because you've done it and you've achieved it, that's what makes you different. And that's what's going to make yeah, you. I, I, people sure. are going to listen to you, not like, let's say, your friends who've, let's say, played it safe okay. or former friends, I, rather, who played it safe and everything just kind of went okay. You know, that doesn't do do anything for, for people, really. But for everybody watching, just know that you can do it too. I was like, until seven or eight years ago, an unknown woman in Belgium. Nobody knew me. You know, like like seven years later, I'm inspiring hundreds of thousands of people every week. And All I right. could never. <laughs> so if I can do that and I'm not even young, young and flashy and I don't have, you know, like um, you could say the cleavage or the whatever. I'm just being me. I'm just um, passionate about the message that I'm bringing. And I right. merely fear, feel like an instrument for more kindness. It's not about Barbara, the person. Right. It's about me being able to bring it. About me being, you know, like you listening. I'm even grateful for this opportunity that you gave to me. And oh, by the way, I'm, I'm grateful, grateful too that you came on here. I mean, I've, I've seen your name out there for a long time. So trust me, I'm very, very happy. No, no, it's, it, it's just, you know, like if, if I, if you're, you know, like you have that seed planted in your heart. It was planted there for a reason. So if you have dismissed that seed for a long time, or you have started to, you know, like nurture it, that seed, don't give right. it up. You know, like nurturing a plant, we know all, if, if we look in nature, something to grow, it, the, the, the moment of the root taking, where nothing is seen, you know, like it's same in business. You have all this effort underground. Right. 
And you think, oh, there's no money coming in. There's nobody saying yes. You know, like I'm, no, just take the time to have that foundation, those roots growing. Right. And you know what? Uh, you know, you mentioned. You could go on forever. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think with what you've done, you know, cause you made the example of, let's say, let's say, you know, uh, you know, being, you know, being on a bathing suit on a beach, you know, being all flashy and everything like that. But, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with what crowd you want to attract too. So the fact of the matter is because, you know, you are who you are doing this at this time and reaching this point, you're going to attract the audience that you desire, but also the mm -hmm. audience that's most appropriate for what your ultimate, you know, what your ultimate mission is, you know, and I think that is, you know, just as important as, you know, many of these, uh, many of these other factors. So again, Barbara, yeah. thank you so much for coming on today. You know, I'm thank very you, much looking Adam. forward to seeing more of your content and uh, more of these, you. you know, life lessons because these are fundamentals and, you know, uh, you. fundamentals are really what, what make things, projects and other yeah. ventures ultimately successful. And, you know, these fundamentals are really going to be, you know, your core values as you go about I'm doing- in the process of writing a book. All right. And it's called Wait. The Path of Powerful Kindness. Let me write that but down. But, you know, like, it's, it's, I won't speak out too loud because what you say becomes reality, but it's quite a challenge to find the time to be fully, you know, like in alignment and to yes. continue with, you know, running business, children, a oh, lot yeah. going on, doing a lot on social media. So I told my husband, I really need to go on a retreat a week somewhere in a monastery right. to really isolate myself to finish. I'm like 60% that I really, I, I really will have to isolate myself to finish it. Otherwise, I would just be laying there in my drawer <laughs> and not getting finished. Um, but I, I, can, I can understand that. And, uh, and whenever you do finish it, please let me know. If you want to yeah, have some I sort do. of pre-launch or launch episode... Yeah. Uh, yeah, on this platform, uh, I'd be more than ha happy to. And, you know, we can go through okay. the nuances and, you know, some <laughs> yeah. of the subject matter of the book. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Barbara, I hope you have an awesome week. And today, it was an absolute pleasure having you on and uh, talk about your journey and talk about all these great things that you have. And okay, all these great things you. you've done and things that are coming up. Thank you. Thank Bye -bye, you. Bye-bye, Adam. Bye-bye.